Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. As promised, we are back with Pastor Jason Britt and Pastor Matt Piland, and we are answering the rest of the questions from the end, life, death, heaven, hell, and all the things they didn't tell you. So we are here today to answer your questions. Kevin and I are here, and we're hanging out with Pastor Jason and Pastor Matt. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Yes, glad to be back. Two Let's weeks in a part row. Two. Two part weeks two, in a row. I know. We had two so much fun in the 50th that's episode, right. we thought we'd come back and hit a few more like questions. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, this we had so light. much fun last time. No doubt. No doubt. So, so before we ask the question, I would, I would, you guys did such an incredible job on the series called The End, Life, Death, Heaven, and Hell, and all the things they didn't tell you. Uh, if, if you haven't gone back and listened or if you weren't a part of that series, people who are listening, you need to go back and listen to it. Go, go to BethlehemChurch.us. Um, you can watch online and go back. It's October 2nd when we started that. Yep. So some of these questions that, that were turned in, you guys answered a whole lot of them mm-hmm. um, on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, that series was just great. So this is in response to that because we had some questions that were yep. asked that we didn't get to. So we want to try to cover some of those today. And Kev, I would uh, add, there will be some that we probably won't get to that even we didn't in this time, but there are some broad themes that I think that we're going to hit that cover everything that we leave out. Yeah. And you guys did such a great job. So we got tons of questions, tons, and you guys did such a great job of answering a lot of those questions in as few questions as possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was really, really great. Uh, So a lot of those questions were answered in the message so we're going to talk today about a few that uh, that were not covered or maybe just go a little bit more in depth. You guys ready? Go for it. All I right. think so. Okay. All right. The first one, we got a lot of questions that it was a variation of this one, one specific question. Basically, how do I know that I'm saved? If I sin, am I still saved? A lot of variations on this one thing. Uh, what does Jesus's death on the cross explain that justification, sanctification, and glorification? So big seminary words there. Yes. 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 You guys dive into that one. For sure. Take it, Pilum. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, justification, sanctification, glorification. Those are words that, uh, that some of us know, but maybe not all of us. Uh, the word justification means to be justified. Uh, that's what it means. And so what Jesus did is he justified, uh, he paid the debt that was owed by dying a criminal's death on a cross for us. Uh, the word sanctification is the process after justification. So it's the process of becoming more like Jesus. So mm-hmm. You know, you go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2, where it says, uh, Therefore, brothers, I beseech you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. He says, This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's a process of renewal. There's a process of sanctification in which there's an exchange of old things, sinful things, uh, with new things. 
And so that is a process of being more conformed in the image of Christ. Now, it doesn't end uh, until we die. And when we right. die, there's what's called glorification. Right. And that is we see as God sees, um, and we are made fully complete uh, without sin in the presence of the Lord. Yeah, Paul Tripp, uh, Paul David Tripp in his book, New Morning Mercies, and a lot of his writings, he's a pastor, author, some of us read him around here. He talks about living between the already and the not yet. Mm. And so that's a lot of what we're talking about. We are, we in this life, we live between what Christ has already done. Yeah, Christ has already forgiven us on the cross once and for all our sins past, present, and future. We're already forgiven eternally, but we have not yet been made whole when it comes to we are still living a sin-stained world. Right. So there are some promises that we see. There are some eternal glory that we will experience. And we live that bookend reality between the already and the not yet. Mm-hmm. So the answer specifically on the sin piece of that, what I would say is, how do you know you're saved? The Bible teaches the presence of the Holy Spirit is the seal of his ownership. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians. Mm-hmm that all the promises of God are yes and amen, and he talked about the Holy Spirit. So when we have the presence of the Holy Spirit, we say yes to Jesus, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, we are forgiven in the Holy Spirit. And, and so oftentimes what that means is that people think about I'm wrestling with sin yeah. means there's an absence or I'm not saved, where I would argue when there's actually a wrestling with sin, there's because there's a presence of the Spirit. That's right? good. Uh, and so I think a lot of times it's like I struggle with sin. I keep struggling with sin. Well, when sin's no longer a struggle or sin isn't a struggle, maybe that's because there's not a presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. When right. there's Christ in me, which is the hope of glory, there is a wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean, I have in me the sense that, Jason, you said that, and that was prideful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, you thought that, and that was lustful. Right. Yeah. Jason, you, that, like, I am convicted. convicted. There's a conviction. Right. There's a conviction of the Holy Spirit. Con- the Bible says there's no condemnation. Right. So I am not condemned because of my sin, but the gift of the God is the conviction of my sin by the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of the times I think we go, when we struggle or we fall short or we get into a stronghold or an issue. We're like, well, does it mean I'm not saved? No, it means the Holy Spirit is working in a broken world. Yeah. Right. And, and is you're in process. And the question is not, do we have all the Holy Spirit? We say this oftentimes at Bethlehem, but does the Holy Spirit have all of us? Yes. Right. That's that is good. the process of sanctification, sanctification. being That's set right. apart. Right. Yeah. That's the word. We said holiness and sanctification are words that go together. Right. Mm. And, and so and that there's is a renewal. The there's a renewal of your mind. Again, there's that process of exchanging old for new things, uh, because we still struggle with some of the, uh, the same thoughts mm-hmm. that we had. Yep. So yeah. when someone says yes to Jesus and they're justified, again, that's a judicial term. They're mm-hmm. justified in the in the eyes of the Lord. In other words, God doesn't see our sin; He sees uh, His His Son yes. in our place. Mm. But there's still things in our mind that have to be renewed. So there are old thoughts, there are old lies, there are those things that we have to exchange, you yeah. know, uh, for new things, new promises of God. Yeah. And again, that's that's the process of discipleship. That's why discipleship is so important, um, you know, to to our walk with the Lord, spending daily time in God's Word, yes. yeah. letting it renew our minds, the, the, the processes. And the other thing I would add, too, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. 
Mm-hmm. And so the fruit of the spirit, yes. love, joy, peace, patience, patience kindness, kindness, goodness, gentleness, yep. and self-control, you know, as someone who is a follower of Jesus, those should be things that should begin to define our yep. lives. Yeah. Good. Know, um, or that we should long for be working, you know, towards. And Paul was real clear mm-hmm. that we make the conscious choice to walk out in the flesh or the spirit. Paul would talk to believers yeah. in his writings and talk about life in the flesh and life in the spirit, and that in the spirit you can still choose life in the flesh, if that makes sense. Yeah. That yes. Paul is saying that you can walk forward in a sinful world. And so yeah. I would also add, Angela, to anybody listening, I think the weightiness of sanctification, justification, sanctification, glorification, being saved, many people, the what they're really asking is, I don't feel. Yeah saved yeah right when i sin and i think i would just say as your pastor you do not realize how conditioned we are to a feeling-based culture Mm. Hmm. i don't feel called sometimes to god yeah (laughs) right i don't feel there's many days your pastor wakes up and don't go i just feel saved today right so i you know what i mean and so i think that we're such an emotive culture yes that that i don't feel i don't feel i don't feel so much of the writings of the New Testament is Paul and even uh, Jesus teaching the disciples moving forward in faith, uh, empowered by the Spirit. is not a feeling. Um, it, it's really the life of faith. And so right. there's no doubt That's there. Sometimes good. you feel the presence of God. Yeah. Right. But there's, I would say many times I feel like I live in a broken world. I'm tired. Right, right. Anybody and with me? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. So, and, that's it, you really know, good. and I would just add one last thing. So Paul says we are saved by grace mm-hmm. through right. faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's God's grace that saves us. I mean, yeah. we didn't do anything to earn it, um, but it's it's faith is the vehicle that gets us to God's grace. And I think that's so important what Jason said. It's not an emotion. It's it's us going, hey, I'm going to put my faith in the, the promises of God, and I'm going to trust that Jesus yep. came to die for me. So that's the vehicle that gets us to you know, that's God's good. grace. Yeah, I that like is, it. that's so really I'm good. So I'm saved from the penalty of sin is justification. Correct. I'm saved from the power of sin is sanctification. Being and, saved. Yep, and then I will be saved from the presence of sin is glorification. Glorification. That, that hope and expectation yep. of being like Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. You should have just started there, Kev. Damn, Kevin. Gosh. <laughs> just you just answered it. Just learning. 51. He knows everything. Let's keep going there, Angela. So, yeah, Thank you, sir. good stuff. All right, so <laughs> next question. Can our loved ones... In heaven, literally see what's going on here on earth? Yeah, that's a great question. One that, like you said, came up a lot. Uh, We get it a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's understandable because we want to believe that our loved ones can see us. Um, And the the truth is the Bible isn't explicit on this one. Uh, So, but we can make some assumptions. Uh, One, I would would draw your attention to uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. And here's what Paul says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So in heaven, uh, what Paul is saying is we will see differently. Uh, So we see through, you know, we see dimly now, but at some point we will be fully known. We will know things that we do not know here. Now, what does that look like? Does that mean that we can see all things that are taking place. The Bible doesn't say that. But what it does say is we will see as God sees. Mm. Yes. And we do know that all heaven rejoices when even one person says yes to Jesus. Mm. 
So the assumption is that there are things that we will know more fully, fully. completed, uh, if, if you would, when we're in heaven that we do not know now. So if we have lost loved ones who are in heaven, they see uh, different than we see. Yeah. And they're, we don't they're have more fully reference. complete. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, although the Bible doesn't specifically address, I think uh, there is the assumption that there is an awareness that um, they they see things that that we do not see now. Gotcha. All right. Okay. If heaven is a place without pain or sadness, do the people who are in heaven feel nothing when the people they love go to hell? If I love my friends and my family dearly, what happens if I can't see them anymore for eternity? I feel like this would be crushing. So this is one of the questions Mm -hmm. that we got. How would I live in heaven knowing that I have loved ones in hell. Yeah, and I think this is really an expansion of what Matt just said. I I think the thing I would say to the church is, and a lot of these questions, understandably, come from a point of reference of our experience. So we think of heaven from our experience and our point of reference, which which is very limited. Mm Mm-hmm. Very limited. So the idea would be the most cherished thing in my life is my family. Yeah. And so I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know what that means in heaven. You know, and and what we did say was the moment you die at the end of the series, you will know exactly how you should have lived. And we really take that as that Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus, they were both fully conscious when Jesus tells the story of the rich man Lazarus, they were both right. fully conscious after they died. Right. Both fully conscious after they died. And so I think there's two things I would say. One, um, when we see, when we're trying to understand heaven from our personal experience, I think, and I'm going to get to this in your next question too, Angela, we have such a me-centered view of heaven that we forget heaven's all about the glory and the greatness and the grandeur and the bigness of God. Yeah. That, 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 and we have such a small vocabulary for that. Mm -hmm. We have such a small vocabulary for that. And there's such a grandness and majesty and glory. Like, I think my parents who both gone on and they're in heaven, Matt said that I don't, I mean, they may be, but I think they're up there and they're with God and they've been made whole and I'll be there one day, but I, I don't think they're looking down on me from above. You know what I mean? I just yeah. like yeah. I'm not saying mm. they can't. Kevin, yeah. your dad yeah. passed away wrestled with the same tragically. Thing. I yeah. just don't think that because God is so big and God yeah. is so good and God is so glorious. And I think we ask these questions oftentimes mm-hmm. trying to go, but how about how about how about and what I would say though is that's why there's an urgency to our mission and there's a sobering of reality. Yeah. So I get it. I talked with somebody earlier today whose parents weren't believers. They're, he's an older gentleman, and the the haunting, if you will, or the difficulty of his life is I don't know if they're in heaven. He didn't know Christ before them. Yeah, It is weighty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody is just, but the idea that the, what I would tell you is the glory and the grandeur, the sovereignty of God, the love of God, the glory of God, the majesty of God, that, that at some point is the center of heaven and our little bitty minute experience mm. 
what Pilon just said, we are seeing as we've never seen before. Right. Right. We've been made whole as we've never been made whole. So we think, well, what about, what about, what about? Because everything in our world comes from our experience. Yeah, longing. Yeah. Our right. longing. So I don't know if that's a perfect answer, well, but I think there's an there there's more it directs the urgency of our mission than I can really give you a specific answer. But I do know the Bible says there's no sadness, there's no tears, there's right. no more weeping. And I don't think that's just because we're comfortable. I think that's because we're with God. Yeah. Right. The prize of heaven is being with Jesus. That's right. Right. Yeah. Revelation 21, 4, that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So can we explain that? No. No. But we know mm. that's what God's word says. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Jason, what you just said about it directs the urgency of our mission. I mean, that right there, that that truth of of getting the gospel, making sure that people know the gospel as much as possible. And yeah. I tweeted, uh, you tweeted. tweeted. I tweeted. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're a tweeter. So I, I tried to put something out once a day. Not, not many people on Twitter, uh, you know, at the There's church. A lot of it's more, a ton of people on Twitter. <laughs> You know, I don't know how many people at the Elon church Musk, on Twitter I think is what one I'm of saying. Them. That's right. <laughs> Elon Musk. Does he go to Bethlehem? Whatever. He does. I don't think he does. <laughs> Nobody knows, but he does. Psalm 90, teach me to number my know. days. Yeah. You know, and, and that I may live in righteousness. And I think it's the, uh, teach me to think of death often, because if I think of death often, I will learn exactly how to live. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the idea. And so, yeah, that, that that's a heavy, weighty question. I get it. Yeah. But I promise you this, the glory of God, the presence of God, the majesty of God, wiping away every tear, wholeness, uh, the, the, we won't be thinking about what about, but what about, what about, what about. Right, right. But that's just hard. Like that on, yeah, on this side of heaven, it. right. it's a fair question that we, just, we all sit here and go, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I hope, but I don't know. Yep. But I can trust that I can trust yep. that. God's plan is going to be the best thing. It's good. Yeah. I've heard it said that, so faith is not the absence of doubt. It's in the midst of our doubt, we choose faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think the same is true. Well, you know, we cannot comprehend, as Jason said, we cannot understand, but what we can do is just put our faith in what God says. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's good. All right. Next question is, how do you place the experiences of those that have near-death experiences with heaven? So, so like heaven is for real, yeah. 90 minutes in heaven or 90 seconds, whatever the, yeah. you know, we, we hear those yeah. stories. Talk about so that. I'll be real direct here with a smile on my face. All right. He is smiling. I can, I can smiling. Uh, witness that. Um, there are the last 10 or 12 years, for whatever reason, there's a lot of, but those books have flown off the shelves. Right. All I would tell you is there is money to be made peddling fiction as nonfiction in Christian world. Mm. First things I'll start there. Okay. So that, that'll give you a lot of my answer there. And what I mean by that is it's the same thing with the second coming. It's the same thing. There's a lot of non, there's a lot of fiction that people have read as nonfiction. There's a lot of guesstimates. So I would just say, Go back to the last one. We in our modern world, we have such a self focus of the afterlife, uh, and, and our perspective of how heaven is. When the Bible has an incredibly high focus of the glory, and majesty of God. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I've not read any of these books. That should, as your pastor, that's all I will tell you. Yeah, I've not read not a one of them. I've not seen any of the movies. I, if they encourage you, praise the Lord. Yeah. If 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 I'm so, but the the tendency in these readings and these 
you know, four-year-old, 10-year-old, 23 minutes here, 42 minutes, whatever they are. There is a high, high self-focus on what well, here was my little perspective and this dream that I had. And, and, and instead of, I would just say, I, my fears, we have a low view of the Bible and a high view of people's experience. Mm. Right. There's just a low view of scripture in all of that. So Proverbs 34, who has ascended to heaven and came down? He's asking that rhetorically. Yeah. Nobody. John 3, no one but the son of man. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No one but the son of man. All accounts in the Bible are all the accounts of heaven in the Bible are visions, not journeys people took. Yeah. That's right. Are visions. So there's four Isaiah, Ezekiel, Paul, and John. Mm-hmm. That's the four accounts. The, and they all get Paul. People talk, Paul talks about being caught up, and there's about three verses mm. because they're so big and they're so grand. They are prophetic experiences in the Bible, not near-death experiences, if that makes sense. Yes. So biblical accounts have very little to do with the frivolous things that many of these near-death experiences weigh into. Mm -hmm. So let me say it again. Biblical accounts of heaven have little to nothing to do with the frivolous accounts that many of these near-death experiences lean into Mm. that dominate our books. Uh, in, in this. So I say all of that to say, I am not going to make judgment. I'm not going to be cynical. <laughs> yeah, I, I am just being as clear as I can be. Yeah. The Bible forms my picture of heaven. Yes. Not a dream of a somebody when, when there's Lazarus who spent a few days in heaven tells us nothing about heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a big deal there. Right. John 11. Right. So there, uh, and so I think the that's all I would say. Be very careful. Again, mm. we lean into, but what about you? What about? And these accounts seem to be more in the line of small, frivolous things that make comfort people, mm. or go, oh yeah, that's how. And the Bible has this big, grand vision of heaven that the biblical authors can't even get their head around. They're trying to describe piling. Would you agree with any of that? They are interesting experiences. They are not scripture. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think what we want to do is we want to hold them to the level of scripture. And all we can trust in is what God says. Yes. And so the rest of it. That's right. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And then even, I'll admit, even fun to think about. Like, right. it's fun. Like we sit around and dream and wonder about, hey, what do you think it'll really be like? But at the end of the day, that doesn't impact the way I live today. What impacts the way I live today is Scripture. That's right. So we start and end with Scripture. It almost seems a little bit like a distraction. Yeah. And and I just go back to what I said. And I I say this, and I have read, no, I haven't read any of the near-death experience books uh, that are like this 10 minutes and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't read them. But I have read some of the fiction when it comes to the second coming. Or when it comes to the return, I have read some of that. Yeah. Again, all I would say is there is a lot of money to be made peddling fiction as nonfiction. Hmm. Be careful with that. Okay, that's good. Just be really careful with that. Yeah. Because they fly off the bookshelves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they fly off the bookshelves. That's all. And so because of that, it's why I do a series called The End mm-hmm. to bring clarity. Yes. Because there's so much. Well, I heard this. Well, I thought this. Well, because we have a tendency to trust our emotion and our feelings, yeah. and we read fiction and experience, and and, and we see yeah. a movie, and then we hear somebody at a funeral, and that that's all. You got to be careful with that. Good, that's good stuff. Okay, what happened to people who died before Jesus died on the cross? Yeah, I'll answer this 
pretty simply. Uh, we live on one side of the cross, and people, you know, pre-Jesus lived on the other side of the cross. And so, you know, the redeemed of the Old Testament trusted or put their faith in the promise of the Messiah that would come, that would pay for their sins. Mm. And so their same faith credited them, Scripture says, righteous uh, before God. And so they trusted a Messiah who would come, whose, whose blood would pay for their sins, sacrifice would pay for their sins, and we trust in a Messiah who has come. And we put our same faith in the one who has come to pay for our sins. Okay. Same faith, different sides of the cross. Different yep. sides of the cross, same yep. faith. Past him, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the first thing Abraham saw and was credited him as righteousness. Right. Yeah. You know, Abraham, Abraham uh, having a big family and... That wasn't credit of righteousness. Abraham, faith yes. was credited him as righteousness. There's okay. a hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. You see the hall of faith of those who put their faith and trust. Before in, Jesus. Before Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's good. Okay. When it comes to burial after you've died, does it matter if you're cremated or your ashes are scattered? Now, there's two parts that I would go back and clarify here and ask you to clarify for me, Angela or Matt the or kevin the it's kind of like the question we answered that week of suicide your actions you are not defined by the worst action you made but you are defined by your faith in jesus christ when it comes to heaven so burial and cremation doing with it whether you're in heaven or not there no that has nothing to do with it yeah right you know what i mean no that has nothing to do with so that 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 idea that because my body's been buried somehow or my body was burned Somehow I'm not in heaven or, you know what I mean? Right. That, that's all I would say. That we can't be bodily raised. Yeah, okay. As if, so that's where I'm going, right. what's that question asking? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's the first thing, that there's nothing on this planet outside of faith in Christ that saves us or doesn't save us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so burial, resurrection. I, I think that historically in the Bible, you know, I think the argument is made historically in the Bible, there's some type of burial. Uh, it's what you see over and over again. And many times in pagan nations, it was more of a burning the body. That's right. Yeah. That That's where a lot of that thought comes from. Gotcha. Now, I don't want anybody to hear me say, I have done many funerals where people have been cremated. I have family members that I believe in heaven. So I'm not, I'm just saying that's the origin. Mm-hmm. You talk, you know, buried in, in bab, you know, buried, you, we hear the buried as far as that right. is kind of the biblical understanding of at the end of life and cremation comes from more of a uh, history, mm-hmm. historical pagan nations right? Um, that burned bodies, you know, gotcha. and you can go back. That's where a lot of that thought comes from. So, but I don't want anybody hear me saying, I think that's one way or the other. I'm just going, that's where the thought comes from. Is it right or wrong? Mm-hmm. I want to I want to hold out on that. I just want to kind of give the context for where that question comes from. Matt, that's you want to anything to that? Yeah. All I would say is, uh, can God raise a body that has been cremated? 100%. Yeah, because if somebody has... He created all things from the dust. Their life in a the fire. That so yeah. Yeah. Create from so, the dust, yeah. then I think you could raise a body that has been cremated. There's yeah. nothing that Scripture says is that is this... That is a sin. That's the key there. There's nothing that Scripture says, and yet you're right. God can, can. It's, we're, when someone is cremated, we've just accelerated the same process that's going to happen when they've been buried. For sure, right? So speeds God, up the process. It yeah. does. So God can do yeah. that. Absolutely. Yep. Gotcha. It's good. Okay. So the next question, you guys really talked about this in the message, 
um, but maybe kind of go into a little more depth. For those who have had an abortion or a miscarriage, uh, will will they get to meet or know their children in heaven? Yeah, the only example, and again, you can go back and listen to uh, the message that Jason and I did together where we answered these questions. We actually hit this uh, similar question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know that David and Bathsheba had a uh, a child, and David prayed uh, that God would uh, rescue them from death, and he did not. And then David, in crying out to the Lord, says that I will... I will go to him, but he will not come to me. Uh, so there mm. is a there, there's a lot of support in Scripture uh, that children or babies or aborted uh, children uh, are covered by the grace of God. Yes, and so that's what we believe. And so yes, we believe that they are in heaven. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Anything else to add to that? No, I think I think it's pretty straightforward yeah. on that one as far as <clears throat> that. Again, I would just go back and say the point and the, gl- the, the prize of heaven, this is hard to get our head around, is not seeing our loved ones. The prize of heaven is Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And the pri- the, 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 you know, there is a uh, joy. Mm-hmm. There is a peace that my believe my children will meet their grandparents mm-hmm. you know what i mean and there's things like that and they're grand- so th- there's a peace and there's excitement of that same yeah. thing but that's not the that's not the whole point again a lot of these questions and they're good i get them but yeah i always go there's a bigness a grandness and a glory of god and and we can't get our head around there's a small experience of us so it's like well, what about the good questions right but not the point of heaven the okay. point is not heaven. The point is Jesus. Yep. We said that. And I think yep. that's so good. Yeah. Okay. So. so based on that answer, I can kind of guess where you're going to go with the next one. And our final, our final question is, will our pets go to heaven? And we got this one a lot. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> Jeez. That didn't sound like heaven to me. Oh. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. I'm not going to be popular. I know. I love my dog. I know. Not a, not a pet. New um, heaven, new earth. We know there's horses. Because we know Jesus is going to ride back on one. Chevis yeah. would be happy about that one. Chevis would be very happy. <laughs> My sister who has horses would be very, very happy. Um, you know, do do animals have a spirit per se? There's nothing in Scripture that supports that. Mm. Um, but we do know that, that animals are a creation of God. So could there be animals in heaven? Absolutely. Are they going to be our animals? I don't think you can build a biblical argument for that personally. Gotcha. But somebody may disagree here. Yeah. And I, I think. <laughs> I don't disagree. My, I don't know. My, I, my daughter, when she listened to one of the talks, we have a big overweight lab named Lucy. <laughs> she goes, in the new heaven and the new earth, will Lucy will Lucy have a redeemed body? I said, that's her only hope. <laughs> that's her only hope. Is she has a, re- I get it. I, I don't, I don't have an answer. I agree with pilot on that. Yeah. Uh, I do think the book I referenced Angela, Randy Alcorn, I think he has a pretty good, interesting hmm. take on the new heaven and the new earth Okay. on that. And he expounds on it with it, with animals more. Yeah. Again, he's giving his best understanding, which is there's a good chance. Yes. Will they be ours? You know, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. But yeah. Don't freak out about that. Or can we pick and choose? Yeah. Like cats, there's, there's, maybe yeah. no. 
No, if you're a cat person, they're definitely not. There are some dogs. There's I think a smile that could on my in. face, Bethlehem. I love all cats. What about certain <laughs> breeds of dogs? All dogs go to heaven, though. Do what? Certain breeds of dogs, maybe. That's right. That's yeah, right. I don't so, know that my pug. It's good. Is in it's heaven. good. Um, but uh, a couple of books I would encourage through all this whole thing. Yeah. You know, just as we as uh, we think through, I would say that Heaven book by Randy Alcorn. Randy's a strong, yeah, biblical, um, and and it was super helpful on heaven. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, Return of Christ book. There's a lot. I would just tell you lean more into the nonfiction than the fiction when yes. you want to read about the return of Christ. Uh, and know that kind of what I said, there's a lot of different variations by variations. There's things we all agree upon. Christ is returning. Uh, the church should be, always be ready. You know, right. and when Christ is returned, it will be glorious. It'll be visible. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then when it comes to the salvation one, uh, that was a question we got. One of the books I, I referenced, J.D. Greer writes a book called Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart. Yeah, it's yeah. a really Such good Such a good title. It's a, it's a great <laughs> one. And it's about 100 pages, yeah. if not even that big. And it just kind of gets to this idea of assurance of our salvation. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the end, these these questions come up because we want to know that we know that we know. Right. right, right. And I've heard somebody say, if there's 1% doubt, that's a 100% chance you need to be saved again. And I think that's the, you're, uh, if, you're, if you're, if you don't know that you don't know that you don't know, I grew up in church, you don't know that you don't know that you don't know, you can know tonight. Yeah. Right. Can you're you like, ever know? Cow, man. <laughs> well, and if you're listening to this 100%? and you're like, hey, I'm the person that quietly raises my hand every time Pastor Jason, you know, mm. gives a salvation call. I think that's a great book. Mm-hmm. For you to read. Stop That's asking good. Jesus in your heart is a great book because again, at some point the Lord doesn't want us to live in fear. Right. And the Lord doesn't want us to live in worry and doubt. Mm-hmm. He wants to live in the confidence of the salvation yeah. he has for us. And I would say, you know, I've heard it said before, I think this is so good. Uh Jesus didn't come to save us from something. He came to save us for something. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is true. If we if we see it as, man, I'm trying to dodge hell and get heaven. And I think we miss part of the purpose of why, you know, God created us and he placed us here, you know, for such a time as this. Because the reality is, if he wanted us immediately with him in heaven, when we said yes to Jesus, right. we would we would all ascend if we would be with Jesus in heaven. And he he has us here for a purpose and for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. It's good stuff. Yeah. So I would I would go one more time back to this to the series you guys did called The End. Um, the, the question and answer session was October 2nd, mm-hmm. but you can see the whole sermon series there on demand, watch it online yeah. and you should go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it and then listen to this podcast again, because you'll see some of the same answers come around again. Right. And I, one of the quotes that I love that we, uh, we quote this in um, membership mm-hmm. in our uh, Bethlehem membership is in essentials, unity in non-essentials, liberty in all things, charity. Mm-hmm. So above all, it's, you know, that's a good thing to remember. Um, as we discuss these finer points for sure of scripture and yeah so thank you guys so much for your time and for helping us dig deep and dive into some of these questions so we hope um that our listeners you listening to this podcast that uh that these helped answer some of your questions and if you have any further questions feel free to email us at beyond sunday at bethlehemchurch.us and we can jump on another podcast if we need to. Thanks so much for listening and thank you guys for being here. Thank you.